Welcome back. Quest for you, friends. I think I've never been as busy in my life as this year. And let me clarify what I mean with busy, because we talked last week about productivity. When I say busy, I don't mean necessarily productive, but I do mean that my time is filled to the brim. I consider my spent time to fall into three categories. Activities that are necessary, like work, personal hygiene, and sleep. Driving is also a big part of my time, and it's necessary. And then there are the pursuits I choose to do because they are important to me. The latter of the two is what we talked about in our productivity episode number 423. In my life, these are things like my podcast, my gym time, mountain climbing, volunteering, and more. I have very little downtime in my schedule, the third category of time. These would be activities I could tap into if I needed more time for one of my other two categories, as it's basically time that I waste by not doing anything that adds value. I have unplanned time in my schedule, and you could argue that would be a fourth category of time, but I think we always do something with that unplanned time. We either spend it on something we have to do, or we want to do, or something irrelevant. Browsing on social media for me is downtime. I may be getting something productive out of that downtime, for example, when I watch a workout video on Instagram, which I save and then I incorporate it into my workout at a later point. But ultimately, downtime is time for me that is idle. When I look back at that time and how I spend it, and I see that I didn't do anything of importance with it, I know it was idle time. And that is not necessarily a negative thing. It's just a good idea to know where our time goes. And when you evaluate taking on a new project, starting a business or a family, or make any type of commitment, you can then better gauge where you have time available for it. So let's go to our topic of saying no. I hear a lot of podcasts and online articles talk about how to say no. They all tell me the importance of saying no. But I don't need convincing I know how important it is to say no. I say no every single day. I say no to my book on the nightstand every night because I'm too tired to read. I say no every weekend when I don't reach out to friends that I know are only waiting on me to make time to get together. I say no to little nagging things that need to get done at some point. Car wash, eyebrow wax, dentist, and so on. I don't have a problem saying no because I have things on my plate that are so important to me that those other things simply have to wait. I don't need to be convinced that I need to cut down my TV time. I don't even watch TV. I don't even know how my remote control works anymore. I hardly use social media. I browse Instagram when I'm in the bathroom or the five minutes in bed before I fall asleep. I use three different calendars and I check them all before committing to anything. If you want to be more productive and get stuff done, if you want more time in your day to go after the things that matter to you, then you need to say no more often. Because we all have the same 24 hours in a day. And while you may not be as busy and as overloaded as me, we all have more on our plate than we can handle. 
And the things that usually get pushed to the back of the line are quite often the most important ones. Not the most pressing ones. Because let's face it, if our boss needs us to stay late at work, we stay. Also not the most mundane ones. Because we all rather clean the house or, or the car or run to the store instead of finally sitting down and drawing up that business plan for our project that we've been dreaming up for months. The projects that are most important to our happiness and our self-fulfillment are often the ones that get pushed out. And I believe that it's not because we don't know how to say no. It's because we don't know when to say no. We know exactly when we are saying yes to the things we know we don't want to do wholeheartedly. We feel it on the inside when we just don't really want to do this thing. But often we say yes because we are confused about our time. And the question of when is a question of time. We have to be aware how we spend our time. Every time we say yes to something, we say no to a whole lot of other things. Unless you really have a lot of idle time. In that case, please call me because I could use some of your help. I'm very clear about my time. And every time I plan something new, I mentally go through my list of priorities. So here is the only lesson you need to know about how to say no. Every time you get a request, an invite, an opportunity, ask for time to think about it. Either tell the person inviting you or tell yourself when you're in the middle of planning that trip to Mexico because you need to use up vacation. I need to think about it. Take your time before you jump into any commitment. That's how you say no. The rest is a question over when to actually say no. Here's the thing about saying no. We don't like it. It's uncomfortable. Whether it's a person, a group of people, or that book on my nightstand that I say no to, it is always uncomfortable. It comes with feelings of guilt and doubt about my abilities to manage my time. That inner little should voice comes on and I don't like it. And every time I say no, I question my priorities. Which brings me to the most important point about this topic. I believe we don't need to say no as often when we are very clear on our priorities. And this is the perfect place for me to insert this very popular Peter Drucker quote. There is nothing so useless as doing efficiently that which should not be done at all. Knowing when to say no is knowing what is important. And this is different for every person. TV and movies have zero importance for me. Start identifying your activities and put them in time buckets. Idle time, that's the time spent doing something that's not important. Necessary time, time on tasks and activities that you may not always enjoy but you have to do. And then there's the chosen time, time spent on doing what you don't have to do but you want to do. Everything you do on a regular basis falls into one of these three categories. The percentage distribution of your activities in these buckets will depend on your life and nobody but you can define what that looks like. But if you are not doing anything with your time that you really want to do, then I would reconsider your activities. Because the things we really want to do, for me, it's podcasting. For you, it may be gardening. 
These things make us happy. And that's why we are here and alive, to be happy. And the more I do of those things, the more I'm actually inclined to say yes to something that's necessary. For example, I leave work pretty strictly on time. I hardly ever stay late because I have my evening planned out. So if a meeting goes over or my boss needs me there longer, I don't have a problem making that time. I already have a lot of my time allocated to me and what is important to me. The problem I have is that so many things are important and I cannot do them all. That's where no comes in. So here's a formula that works for me most of the time. This is not all-inclusive. There will be times this won't work. You have to always weigh this against your particular circumstances. I have two criteria that I use almost exclusively that decide whether I will say yes or no to something. The first one I call consequences. If I am facing a deadline or some form of adverse circumstances, I will say no. Even if someone offers me something really tempting, when it's Sunday and I have not yet finished my podcast preparation and someone invites me out, I say no. Deadlines and appointments drive a lot of our decisions. However, there are exceptions. Sometimes deadlines and appointments can be moved or extended. I have moved many meetings or changed appointments when the flexibility was there, but I do it rarely. Even if it's just an eyebrow appointment, which you might think is no big deal. However, every time we ask for a change, we inconvenience other people and their plans. And I don't want to be known by the staff of the spa as someone who is unreliable. To my earlier point, before I book the next appointment, I make sure it fits into my overall plans for the day. That's why it's so important to first think through your plans before committing. The second category that decides almost everything in my life is called growth. All my chosen time is considered growth because I work on projects that help me to become a better person. But growth can also be very loosely defined. For example, I will hardly ever just go out for drinks. I don't drink much and to me sitting around in a bar is idle time. But if I really want to spend time with an important person and the only option for our meeting is a bar, of course I will go. The bar is not driving the decision, but how I will spend my time is. Growth. If the time I am asked to spend is not helping me learn something new or challenge me in any way, then I will most likely say no. Again, there are exceptions. If my best friend needs help with something, moving, prepping for a party, giving her a ride, of course I will help. Helping falls under growth for me because I rarely get asked to help and I need to do more of it. But if you are someone who always helps out others, your criteria for growth may be different. Are you helping because you feel guilty? Only help if you are growing from the experiences. For example, giving money once in a while to someone who needs it, for me, is growth. It helps me become more generous. Giving money all the time to the same person who just squanders it is a waste. So I suggest you think about this growth category carefully. Watching a Netflix show with a friend, 
maybe growth for you because you are part of a movie meetup group where the show might be discussed. So you need to bring some input. Also, there is some flexibility here. Driving, for example, is necessary time, but necessary time sometimes is idle time. But I can turn idle time into growth time by listening to an audiobook or a podcast. I can also rehearse my speech or I can call my mom in Germany. Sometimes I will commit to something even when there is some idle time involved. But I will prepare for it by using the time for something valuable. For example, I always, always carry a book. Because you never know where you may be held up waiting and you can read. I also house sit quite a bit, which you have heard me talk about on previous episodes. While there is always a little bit of time loss involved, driving back and forth between my place and theirs, the gain is having a nice house for myself. A change in scenery, I have noticed, is good for me. It spurs my creativity and I tend to get a lot done. So I usually always say yes if I am in town. Find what brings you growth. What pushes you? An invitation to the bar may not, but what about a hike or a cooking class? Be picky with your growth category. Not any kind of growth will do for me. If it's something I'm not interested in or know I will not have time for, I don't need to try to learn it. As much as I love photography and want to freshen up my skills at the moment, I would not have the time to focus on it. So it wouldn't make sense for me to take a photography class, for example. The third and last category I use rarely, but maybe should use more as a criteria, is fun and adventure. Sometimes we just need to have fun and chill. This is very hard for me to do. But I know even I needed to do it more often. Just early I was thinking, I could use a beach day. The weather has turned to summer here in California and I can hear the beach calling my name. I have actually thought about a beach day. Not a climbing day, not a riding day, not anything but driving to the beach with a book. I don't know if or when I can make this happen, but I realize the importance of recharge days. Idle time can be recharging time. And some people need more than others. Every day we juggle many responsibilities. They all involve saying yes and saying no. Start by analyzing how you spend your time. Then figure out where you want to spend your time. This includes defining your priorities. Once you have them, be firm with them and don't sway back and forth. Let them drive your yeses and your noes. Be flexible to a degree. My workout schedule, for example, can be fairly flexible. This week, something came up for me unexpectedly on a weeknight when I usually go to the gym. I simply went to the gym in the morning and did a quick cardio session and called the evening rest day. The same is true for weekends. I know what I need to get done, but I try to have some flexibility built in for an unplanned coffee date or a short trip. Before I commit to anything, I evaluate based on the three categories I gave you. This weekend is a great example. A friend wants to go climbing, which is growth for me. But I have several things I need to get done this weekend, and if they don't get done, there are consequences. Hence the name of my first category. So most likely, 
I will not be able to go climbing because deadlines almost always win. Unless I find a way to complete everything I need to do prior to climbing. Schedules can be fluid and you can move things around. But I have found that the more I move and shift, the more time I spend on that. And that is time I now have lost. And the more I move and shift around, there's always something that gets lost in the process. So the more you stick to your plan, the better. If you know you need some fun time because you're tired or because a friend is coming to visit, build that into your schedule so you can avoid saying no again. It's all about planning and prioritization. I hope this was useful, my friends. I can't wait to talk to you soon. Much love.